there are going to be some differences of how men um, are born, what they're gifted with, um, what they have the capability and ability to do, uh, the roles that they play um, in specificity. Um, but all in all, this is what I believe we as men are called to do and how we are called to do it. So first up, men are called to be providers. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Authentic Conversations. I'm back rolling solo today. Uh, as I shared with you in the last episode, wanted to take an opportunity over uh, a few episodes just to share some of my specific thoughts on uh, masculinity and manhood and things that I've been observing out in the world, things I've been engaging with, with my clients, uh, with people online. Uh, and so uh, today, specifically, I want to talk about toxic masculinity and why I hate it so much. But what you're going to find is, is why I hate it is not often why the people that reject it hate it so much, though I would agree with some of their thinking as well. Just so I can kind of define some terms here, because uh, obviously words matter and, and there's just a vast array of ideas around this. Predominantly, uh, even though there's a lot of ridiculous statements made about what toxic masculinity looks like, um, Predominantly what people uh, intend to mean or define when they say that uh, when they talk about toxic masculinity really is this a certain set of behaviors that is expressed by a man uh, that does harm to society and even maybe to men themselves um, uh, as a whole, but also as individuals. And so there's a lot of things around uh, misogyny that come into play, um, promotions of violence, sexual assault, domestic violence, dominance over uh, uh, the female gender. Um, and so there's just, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And, and there's definitely um, uh, many reasons why I dislike, uh, I reject uh, the the behavior of men uh, that um, that that express those types of traits. But why I hate toxic masculinity is a little bit different. Again, it's not to say that I don't uh, dislike, that I don't hate uh, the expression of those things that I talked about, but I hate toxic masculinity because it has created weak masculinity. You see, as our society was rejecting this idea of toxic masculinity and, and people were speaking out against it and people were pointing the fingers at men that were, that were expressing it, fear set in. And as, uh, as happens in uh, many areas of culture and society, when we see an issue, when we see an error of uh, somebody or some group of people's way and we reject it, our tendency is to swing the pendulum completely to the opposite side. I mean, an absolute 180 degree swing. And so as the result of that, we have, I believe, seen in society today, a lack 
of manhood and masculinity. We see a lack of men stepping up to the plate, of men leading the way. And most of that is because men fear being called toxic, or men have just succumbed to this narrative that they need to be softer and they need to take a step back. And and again, there may be some truth in, in some of those things, but by and large, we have seen an overreaction to toxic masculinity. And as the result of that, I hate the fact that now we see very few men stepping up to the plate and doing the right things as God has called them to do. Uh, and even more so um, that society depends on and needs. Uh, society needs men and society needs women. Society needs men to live out the calling that they have, the role that they have been given by God. Uh, women, a society needs women to live out their calling, to live out the role that God has given to them as well. When we confuse those things, when we erase those things, we start to see huge gaps in society, in culture. Uh, some examples today, this uh, destruction of the family unit is often the result of men that are absent from the family unit, either physically absent or mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually absent from the, the family unit, from the household. Um, so so we're, we're seeing the destruction of the family unit that that leads to um, children uh, not being raised in the ways that they should. You know, I was raised by a single mom and my mom did every single thing in her power imaginable to care for us, to provide for us, to protect us, to love us, to nurture us, to teach us, and to help us grow. And at the same time, the full-time absence of my father growing up had a negative impact on me. And that's not exclusive to me. Every single child that grows up in a fatherless home will bear or, or will demonstrate characteristics that uh, are, are spawned by or were created by the absence of the present father. So we see that. We see that in society today, we are watching evil exist. We are watching wrong being done um, at rates we have not seen in my lifetime and have not seen in generations before me. And often that's because weak men are standing on the sidelines instead of stepping up and doing what they have been called to do, which is to be a leading voice to demonstrate physical emotional, spiritual, strength, mental strength in these, uh, these wars that we're seeing, whether it's a physical war or it is a spiritual battle, uh, a battle of the will and the wit. Um, again, I'm not saying, and I need people to hear this, I am not saying that women are not stepping up to the plate in their own regard. I'm not saying women aren't capable human beings. They are as capable as God has created them to be. Men are as capable as God has created them to be. We are capable of different things. Everything that I have said and will am saying and will continue to say, not just on this episode, but moving forward, all comes from a place of understanding um, that God has created men and women as two um, equal but different 
genders, to equal but different people. Men were created to do manly things. Women were created to do womanly things. The things that a man does aren't any better than the things that a woman does, though there are things that a woman does better than a man or that a man does better than a woman. That doesn't define our worth. That doesn't gain us anything. Again, as it relates though to the practical outworkings of the things that we do as we live out our roles, when there is an absence of one of those roles in the home and or in society, we start to see the negative impacts. And we are seeing that over and over and over again. And if I had stats in front of me, I could prove to you over and over again how the absence of male leadership in homes, in societies, has a significant negative impact. And so much of this is the result of the pushback against toxic masculinity. The, this idea that men have to soften up, that men have to uh, uh, take a back seat, that it's time for women to step into their rightful place. And it's like, yes, it absolutely is, but not at the expense of, uh, of, of men being in their rightful place too. So as much as I hate toxic masculinity for that I think we see a real opportunity here. And you've heard me talk about this with different guests that have come on as we've talked about manhood, as we've talked about masculinity, but I want to reiterate a few things for you that I think are extremely important. Now, there are going to be some differences of how men um, are born, what they're gifted with, um, what they have the capability and ability to do, uh, the roles that they play. Um, in specificity, um, but all in all, this is what I believe we as men are called to do and how we are called to do it. So first up, men are called to be providers. Uh, we can see this all throughout uh, biblical scripture. Uh, we have seen this historically all throughout society. That doesn't mean that the man is the sole provider of the home. This doesn't uh, this also doesn't mean that I'm exclusively talking about money. I'm not saying that the man has to be the breadwinner of the house. Uh, there are a lot of successful households uh, in, or flourishing households in which the the, the woman uh, earns more than the man does. And uh, by and large, as long as they're both working hard, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's been a duly agreed upon uh, in the household. Um, but Men are still called to provide, and they are called to financially provide. They are not called to be lazy. They are not called to ride the coattails of their spouse. They are not called to sit back and watch as, as somebody else outworks them. They inherently are created with both the ability and the desire to go out and work and work hard. From the beginning, we see that when God created Adam, God created Adam to go and work, to go and produce to go and care for. And we are we are to continue that. Now, because of sin the uh, sin in the fall, uh, because of that uh, perpetual cycle that has continued throughout uh, thousands and thousands of years, uh, we see that men some men reject that idea that they don't have to work hard, that they can kick back on the couch, that they can be lazy. Um, that's not the case. So first up is they are, this is not necessarily in any order, but as providers, we are called to financially provide for our families. And when at all possible, we are to be the leader in that area. 
Provision, though, is not just financial. It's also about physical pref- uh, presence. I almost said preference, and that has nothing to do with this. It's, it's about physical presence. It's about showing up and being present, providing myself, providing my time, providing my gifts and talents, providing my hands and feet, my ideas and my thoughts, my prayers to my family, to society. And this is where I've actually seen men um, become more absent than almost any other area. I'm going to get to another one here in a second that I think they've actually become more absent in. Uh, but as it relates to as it relates to providing or provision, um, I still see a lot of men working hard. Though there's definitely some lazy guys out there. Uh, but more often than not, I see men that have become absent in providing their presence absent in providing their presence to their families. Um, if you're a woman, um, th- this is an area where your husbands are often selling you short. They're often selling your family short. I did this, by the way. Like, I I was raised t- uh, with, a, with a strong worth at work ethic. My mom had it. My dad had it. And so when I had the opportunity to work hard and to be successful, I went after it. And a big part of the reason why I believed I was working hard was for my family. And I say I believe because it was only part of the reason why. I did want to provide for my family, but I also wanted a nice house, a nice car, nice clothes, and nice vacations. And I wanted to support the habits that you know I had. And so I was working harder and harder. I was coming home later and later. I was working after hours at home, uh, all in the name of providing for my family, when in reality, at best, I was providing financially for them, uh, but in all reality, I was absent the physical presence that they really needed from me. They needed my voice. They needed my my arms to hold and hug them. They needed my mind to sit and, and work through and collaborate the decisions of the household with them. And oftentimes I was absent. And so for you guys out there that are listening, I'm going to encourage you to make sure that you are putting equal weight and worth to your physical presence. Uh, and again, physical, emotional spiritual, uh, those things are all encapsulated in that idea of showing up for your family, showing up for your friends, showing up for society. You are called to do that as a man. That is a man's job. I'm not saying women don't do that too, but I am saying that a man is specifically called to be a provider, both in physical presence and in financial uh, provision. So providing is extremely important as a man. It's what you're called to do, so do it. There's another side of that, though. Not only do I believe uh, that men are called to be providers, but I also believe that men are called to be protectors. And this is the area where I have been more and more frustrated than at any time in history. Because again, I can accuse some guys of being lazy and not working hard enough to provide for their families. I can accuse some guys of not being present and not showing up for their families. And that is in fact true too. And again, I I, I, um, I committed both of those errors and sins uh, many different times throughout my life. Um, but the place that we have shortchanged our wives, our children, and this society, this culture particularly in America, more than any other place is that we have um, abdicated protection this, or this call to, to be a protector. And really, we have pushed that off in many ways on our spouses. 
Look, I love the fact that uh, if you want to get some shit done at the school, you just send in those mama bears. If you if you need to, you know, as we've seen our children targeted um, by uh, just woke ideology, uh, both in how they've shoved certain values to them that they that that shouldn't have been, um, the way that they have manipulated um, science or or their 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 definition of science or our school systems, um, even just government institution in general, uh, the way that they have manipulated and warped those things and tried to use our children as pawns, as crash test dummies through this whole process definitely over the last couple of years, the only reason why our kids have not been completely taken over or the primary reason, apart from the fact that I believe God is ultimately protecting them is because they started pissing moms off and these moms got together. They rallied, they took no shit and they went to war for their kids. And I love that. I mean, I think that that is, it is amazing. I've watched my wife uh, come out of her shell in ways uh, to just to, to take issue with the way that um, my own children in, in, in their schooling uh, have been uh, have been hurt, uh, have been targeted uh, because of what they believe or what they think or how they act at times uh, that should not be uh, uh, um, areas for them to be targeted by. And so my wife stepped up along with so many other women. And again, it's been amazing. You go to the school board meetings and it's predominantly the moms that are out there and, and they're going to war like for, for the rights of their children and for the protection of their values. And again, it's amazing. I love, love, love to see that. But where the hell are the guys? I mean, there's been some there. I, I was I was there at, at a couple of them, school board meetings. Um, I'm trying to do my best to, to speak out on social media, um, but I can definitely do a better job. And most of my, the guys around me can do a better job. And most of the guys as I look out into society can do a better job. You guys are so afraid, I believe. I believe you're so afraid to be judged you're so afraid to lose out on some popularity. You're you're too afraid to uh, to be to 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 look bad. Um, you're you're too afraid to lose business. Like, do you realize what you're doing? You are setting your family. You are setting the society up for failure because you're a sissy. I just don't know any other way to say it. It's time for you to man up. This isn't time for you to back down from being strong. You know, when we go to war, when we go to physical war as the United States military, by and large, we have put the strongest and or smartest men on the front lines because we know that those are the best guys to get the job done. And by and large, because of uh, being birthed in a society um, or being founded uh, on principles that at least see and understand for the most part, how God created us and the order that God created us in, like it was intentional. And so when we go to war, we send men in first for a reason. But why aren't you going in first for your kids? Why are you taking a back seat? I mean, I've just thought to myself so many times, like, what the hell is wrong with us? We're really that scared. What are we afraid of? Some finger pointing, some name calling. I've had it all done to me. I've been called a bigot. I've been called a racist. 
It's always fascinating to me, by the way, when I'm called a racist and and yet my wife is 100% Hispanic and has deep-seated roots in her in her Hispanic heritage. My my children are 50% uh, Hispanic and uh, a large part of my family on my side uh, came from Europe, uh, Italy specifically by way of Ellis Island. And they were spit on um, for, um, for who they, for where they came from and, and for the nationality that they were. And so I understand and, uh, and I'm no racist and yet I've been called it many times. I've been called a honky um, because of certain things I say uh, I have been called um, a phobic um, and, and, and you can, um, and, you know, you can insert in so many things that I've been phobic to that people have called me. I've lost business. I've lost some friendships. And I mean, at times I've just been really pissed off about uh, things. And so as I've said them, it's offended some people. And, and I don't mean to do it that way, but it is what it is. But by and large, I've been very gracious to people that think differently than me. And yet I'm, I'm just pushed out. And at the end of the day, I have to look at myself in the mirror and ultimately I have to face God and I have to say that I have done well with what has been given to me. And what has been given to me is in part my manhood. It is my gender. It is my physical strength. It is my mental, emotional, and spiritual strength that I need to exercise. I need to do everything I can to work hard to develop those things, to grow those things so I can become stronger when we go into battle. Look, it's not always about physical fighting. And while at times in my life, I thought that was the cool thing to do. I don't today. And I will do everything I can to always walk away from a physical fight. But at the end of the day, if that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. And I won't back down. Because I'm not going to be a part of watching society crumble as the result of our rejection of toxic masculinity. I'm not going to step down or back down because somebody has a problem with me exercising um, the role that God has given me. Like, that's just a joke. So what about you? Are you consistently being a provider and a protector? Are you consistently giving or working hard to produce financially for your family, for those around you that need you, for your workplace, for your clients, and again, for society in general. Are you acting as a protector? Are you regularly regularly stepping up to shield others from harm, from evil, and from wrongdoing? And it's not even about why you're not doing it anymore. It's just about time to just step up to the plate and do it. Again, I understand it's not always going to be easy, but even Jesus himself told his followers in the days that he walked the earth that is extended to every single one of us today. And he said that in this world, you will have tribulation. It ain't going to be easy. I didn't sign up for easy. I signed up to make an impact and to live out the call that God has on my life to make an impact. What about you? What are you doing about it? I challenge you, men, step up. I challenge you to exercise the strong masculinity that you have been given. If you notice toxic traits that come out of that, work on those, curb those, stop doing those things. But at the same time, don't back down. We need more and more of you to step up to the plate and do what's right. 
Look, guys, this stuff is not always easy to talk about. It's stuff that I'm very passionate about. I'm trying to throttle my language to not not get too harsh at, at, at times. But this is just something that's really important to me, and it's really dear to my heart. And I believe it's really important to society, and ultimately, it's really important to God. So get to work. If you have questions, thoughts, or concerns, if you need help, if you want to talk through what this means for you in your life and the roles that you have been called to, hit me up. You can text me, 714-202-9402. You're originally going to get an automated or initially going to get an automated text back, just confirming that you want into that text ecosystem. But from that point forward, every text message is from me and me only. Nobody manages that but me. I'm, I'm happy to have that conversation. You can email me. Uh, you can find me on one of the social platforms. And I'm also going to challenge you to please share this. If you believe that this message needs to be heard, I, I, I beg of you to share it. I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to continue to communicate whatever I can to ensure that we see a turn in the society that we're living in right now. Thank you guys so much that are listening, that are supporting, uh, to you ladies out there that are still listening after months and months of, and months of me interviewing guys, for the most part, guys, I've had a couple of ladies, but predominantly men uh, on the podcast. Thank you women for listening, uh, for hearing what I have to say, for caring enough to keep coming back for you sharing it with your spouses or with your other, uh, lady friends that are out there. Uh, I just appreciate you guys all so much. I've got some exciting things in the works as we wind down 2022, or maybe, uh, just uh, continue to bulldoze forward through the end of 2022 and into 2023. Um, but for now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much until next time. I hope you get out there and live as the men and women that God has called you to be. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of authentic conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.